Blog Talk Radio. Live from Studio B, Rick, a certified safe space. It's the Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant. I'll tell you what it's safe from is those slick roads out there. Boy, i tell you what, I was braving some pretty nasty stuff getting down here just to bring you some fantasy opium, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we're back to that. I thought maybe that had gone away. No, never, never, ever. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Asylum. I just happened to... Uh, turn Rick on to a song that's probably one of his new favorites now, but unfortunately we can't probably play it too much. So uh, I'm going to send him the link and maybe he can get a piece or two of it and uh, we'll turn that into some sound bites. Yeah, I'll chop that thing up. I think sure. we'll have a good, good old time with it. I, I did enjoy it. It's something I feel and it, it's nice <laughs> to express that feeling every now and again. But we are here, Rick. It is playoff time. We've been saying it's crunch time since about week seven because, well, that's what we do. But it's right. playoff time. It's actually now do or die, even though every ma- email in the mailbag said do or die. Do you, you think? No, no kidding. <laughs> it's playoffs. Lot to do. What one thing I like to do, Rick? We talk about this a lot before we get into everything else. Is is the theme? There's always a theme at certain points of the uh, points of the year. You know, the the running game. Stick with who brung you. I'm chasing touchdowns. I'm chasing yard chasing right. receptions what is it this week what's the theme rick the playoff theme for rick briggs dance with who brung you here yeah, is, is we're the, on the only same thing page. i can tell yeah. you man that's yeah. all i can tell you yeah we're we're at that time no not really time to get cute here now we're going to talk about the other thing what we're dealing with is weather and we, we got weather in a lot of games and boy, we, you're not kidding and boy and i'll tell you what we talked about it last week we've been burnt by this kind of hiding from the weather in the past and we've been burnt pretty severely and i talked about this at the top of last week's slant when talking about what was going on in green bay and in chicago and saying look i'm not going to overthink it i'm not going to worry about it i'm still going to play my stars and i'll tell you what you got burnt pretty bad as an aaron Rodgers owner as a colin kaepernick you got burnt pretty bad last week by this weather so you look at green bay we were just watching it when you come in came into the studio they had a, a reporter from uh, i think it was espn we were watching standing on the standing on the field you couldn't even see him <laughs> snow yeah. was just piling in there was a half a foot of snow on the field and you couldn't even see him it was coming down so hard but expecting a good bit of snow up in buffalo you know, probably the same storm we're getting here in pittsburgh so they're playing, yeah they're playing at buffalo this week they're playing at cleveland um at green bay um at new york giants um, I don't know how much it's going to impact New York since it's right here. I thought Philly, New York, they were looking a little oh, more yeah. rain than snow. It could be, yeah. I didn't look at New York. Well. I didn't look at New York, but to be pretty sick, hadn't considered New York. Yeah, and they're at New England Monday night as well. So I mean, yeah, it's going to be. There's some heavy impact. So yeah. how much are you running away from this snow? From what links will you go to? Are you going to sit Aaron Rodgers today? I think you have to think about it, Rick. I don't know what's on your waiver wire yeah, in, lieu of in week one of the playoffs. I don't know. But if you have another option, Rick, I think you may have to consider it. You saw he's dealing with that hamstring as it is, so he's not moving well. If that if the wind's blowing 15 miles an hour and that snow's coming down at a quarter an inch an hour, I don't. how much are they going to be able to throw the football? 
Yeah, I mean, you're right there. It, 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 but it depends on the option. I mean, are you going to bench Aaron Rodgers for, I don't know, Carson Wentz? No, I, I don't think in there. Um, yeah, maybe an Eli, something like yeah, that. Yeah, if, if Eli would be on your if, waiver if you got wire. something like that, but do you want to bench him for, say, like a Tyrod Taylor at Buffalo? No. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's Tyrod Taylor's intriguing. If if the snow's pounding down there as well, just in as much as his ability to run the football, it, which is where Aaron Rodgers would be interesting if he could run. But that hamstring's pretty rough shape. Well, you know that's that's the thing. I mean, that's the decision you have to make as, as a fantasy owner, I guess. I tell you what, Aaron Rodgers can surprise you, and I don't know. I, I'm he can kill you with the arm as well as the legs. Uh, you know, if they can keep him upright against that Seattle front. Yeah, I well, mean, that's the, that's yeah, the problem. It's not a good matchup as it is, and then you add a blizzard on top of it. I don't know. I'm just looking through these games, Rick, trying to find quarterbacks who aren't likely owned that you could play that also aren't in weather situations. So you're looking at Matt Barkley at Detroit. You're looking at Brock Osweiler at Indianapolis. You're looking at – uh, you know, maybe Blake Bortles is out there at home. Would you start Blake Bortles at home? against Minnesota or Bradford, for that matter, at Jacksonville over an Aaron Rodgers, over a Ben Roethlisberger. Bortles, maybe. I don't think I could go Bradford. Yeah. I, he scares me to, to death. I mean, I think that's – with that defense and they're 6-6, six and six, you know, I mean that, – that, Ryan Tannehill at home against Arizona. Here's the problem. The nah. good weather, lesser-owned quarterbacks have horrible matchups. Right. Arizona, Minnesota – um, you're looking at it, you know, Trevor Simeon at Tennessee, he's just coming back from that injury. You know, Kaepernick probably still isn't out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick at San Francisco. I, I don't know that there's better options. You just have to grin and bear it. But I'd tell you, this weather could knock some folks out of the playoffs today, I guess is the point. It's very possible. And uh, that's something you have to take into consideration. But usually in playoff times and in, in deeper leagues, yeah, your options are very limited. Right. And, and like you said, a lot of these guys that possibly could be on the waiver wire are at home in warmer climates, got horrible matchups. So, yeah, it, it's – and plus there's other injuries out there too. Well, you you yeah. think about Julio Jones may not be playing. Doesn't make uh, Matt Ryan nearly as a viable option going into your playoffs as well. Right. That – you know, it's tough. Well, let's get into the injuries here and then uh, up in the news while we have some time. So looking at that weather, Trevor Simeon is going to start for the Titans today. You know, I think that's better for Demarius Thomas, for your Emmanuel Sanders. That offense clearly runs better under Paxton. This is a game that's intriguing to me, but we'll talk about that when we pick the games. Ray, I know you've been waiting for this ever since week one, since halftime of week one. RG3 back to start versus the versus the Bengals, Rick, for the Browns. Big things are coming to Cleveland. I got a feeling. That's the that's the thing that's scary, isn't it? You, you have no idea what to expect from me. This is a mobile quarterback, and they're going to be in a blizzard in Cleveland. Yeah, I, but yeah. one that can't protect himself. So I don't. Right. Or he's not going to see halftime. I mean, that's what RG three does, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, he, for a season and a half, boy, was he exciting to watch. Boy, was he fun. Just can't stay healthy. Just absolutely can't stay healthy. What do you make, Rick, of Shane Vereen returning to the lineup for the Giants this week versus the Cowboys? I, I don't think there's Basically any chance you can nothing play as far him as this, this game. I think it only helps New York moving forward, obviously, add a little depth at that position. 
and some versatility as well. Uh, you know, for today, probably nothing much. No, that I, can uh, see. I think you got to ease him back. In. I mean, I think it's, it's a... I think it's pretty obvious that that Jennings is the guy, and Perkins really isn't that compliment like a Vereen would be. No, he's just the other. Right. So I mean, if they work. get him at least worked into the game plan a little bit, get some feet under him moving forward, I think it could be yeah, some it could big, be interesting. Big news. If, if, roster spot i might stash him maybe for the playoff run this is a flex play if you're a little soft in your flex spot or your number two running back might might be worth grabbing and plugging in anyhow rick this one's tough this is tough for me my my boy my man chris ryan matthews looks like he's going to be back today versus the redskins a fantastic matchup it really is but I, i think against this redskins team this is a darren sproles game Everything I read, Peterson says, uh, I don't know why. I still don't understand it, but Wendell Smallwood's going to see plenty of work. I don't think Smallwood Matthews, I don't think either one of these, unless you're desperate, you can mess with. Which is tough because, again, the Redskins' rush defense is just pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Yeah, it, it's it's not a good matchup, but it's a bad choice. Now, you know, I, I, I would think I might, depending on what you have in your back – gamble on your boy he seems to find the end zone in the games where he's actually better the less he touches the ball it seems does that that make sense to you yeah sort of uh i mean you look at like a a tj yelton when ivory came back actually his numbers yeah are a little more consistent and better because he's not that go-to guy you're not depending on him Matthews is sort of in that same ilk you know more dynamic player than yelton is obviously but uh yeah, I mean, it, it's better to have a little of a good thing right. than, than too much, I Yeah, think. than to just go out and pound them into the ground. Uh, now, this this one's interesting, Rick. I'm curious if you even buy this, because I, if I'm not mistaken, if it's we... it's cheap, I'll buy anything. Well, that's true. We heard this in Green Bay, or not Green Bay, I'm sorry, Detroit briefly. But uh, Gary Kubiak came out yesterday and said that Justin Forsett is expected to have a significant role this week against the Titans. Now, he's been there for about an hour and a half. Booker has been a disappointment. I'll, I'll grant that. Bibbs is out for the IR. They bring in Justin Forsett, who's on about his 18th team in the last week and a half. And they're already saying they expect him to get significant work. Now, now I don't know. Was Forsett there way back when Kubiak was in Baltimore? I don't know that. Is there a familiarity with the offense? I'm not buying this. I would have to look, but I think there is some familiarity between those two. And it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, look, they have no game, so why not? You're not going to play Justin Forsett under any circumstances. I can. But what does it mean if you're a Devontae Booker owner? Does this frighten you enough to where I think Booker's one of those fringe guys, anyhow, one of the rare guys we can talk about in week one of the playoffs. Does Forsett frighten you enough to move you off of a Booker? I'm not sure it does. I just, I don't, I have a hard time buying this. I don't think Forsett's going to be worked into Kubiak's pass offense. I I don't think he knows the offense well enough to be relied on for for that sort of thing. You know, putting him in on first down or second down, something him off tackle or, or pass blocking, sure. That that's not necessarily saying he's not seeing significant playing time. Well, that's you know that's reasonable, yeah. So, but to actually think he's going to be really worked hard into this game plan—that's the part I have a yeah. hard time buying. Yeah. So hey, I, let's go to the chat room. We got a uh, question in here, and um, 
And and actually, our boy Jim Struble in the chat room said Forsett did play with Kubiak in Baltimore. Okay, so I there's a familiarity. So. so, I mean, yeah, th- that certainly makes perfect sense. Yeah, and we um, know you can run in Kubiak's offense, and Forsett did it well. Yes, he did. But anyway, uh, we had a good debate on the weather. You got me thinking of benching Cole Beasley at New York Giants and starting Adam Thielen at Jacksonville, even though the Jags are tough against the pass, which they are. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that, that's really interesting. My problem with Thielen is it's it's all or nothing for him, right? It, it's absolute boom or bust. And you'll get a Stephon Diggs 14-catch game, and then you'll get a game where they're spreading around. They're trying so hard to get the ball in Cordell, Cordero Patterson's hands as well. You know, Thielen, Kyle Rudolph has absolutely gone away. Thielen's been the real playmaker in this offense, if there's been one. You know, they've got no running game. Diggs has been nicked up. It looks like Diggs is 100% healthy. I'm not sure what, how bad is the weather going to be in New York. I would consider this quietly. I really would. You, you like the good weather scenario. You you got to think, you know, a Minnesota team with still very, very outside playoff chances. You know, in their head, you're not going to tell them they have no chance of making it, even though I think we know they have no chance of making it. So I think going into Jacksonville somewhere where you think you can go lay one on somebody. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the the play of the, – look, Thielen and Beasley are – very similar they're dependable guys you know and you go back well in ppr i mean thielen's been double digit scoring the last five weeks straight right he only has a two touchdown so he's worked into the into the offense i think it's a good play quite frankly yeah the jags are tough against the pass but let's let's face it i mean yeah jacksonville's a bad team oh and even though the defense plays pretty well, they're going to give up theirs enough, especially with this Minnesota defense putting some clamps down on Jacksonville, I think. But I think that Thielen is a decent play. I have no problem with him benching Cole Beasley. I mean, we're not talking yeah, A.J. Yeah. Green, anything exactly. like that. I think Thielen is a, is a smart probably, move. There. And if the weather is, in fact, bad in New York, which I'm assuming it is, whatever it's going to be windy rainy snowy i don't know what exactly is over up and over there from where we're sitting but but here's the thing if the weather's bad we know we know they're going to run the ball 25 or 30 times we know after no catches last week i guarantee you jason witten catches four balls on the first drive right i can only hope so well yeah i know you hope so so yeah, I think I think I'd take a roll the dice on a Thielen here. You know, with them being pretty much even, maybe fifty-two, forty-eight Beasley under normal circumstances. One factor like the weather and, and the matchup, quite frankly, makes a difference for me. And I agree. I think I think I'm going to go Thielen here. Yeah, and and I think I don't think the upside on either one of these guys is anything really to consider because i mean you're looking at, at essentially the same player yeah they, you know point same wide. ceiling same floor so now we got to look right. at fact now you look at some fact exactly and you got some nice warm weather in jacksonville not a bunch of rain you know i don't know exactly what it's going to be in new york but i gotta assume it's going to be fairly sloppy and so I think the odds are just a little bit better in Thielen's flavor. Yeah. Favor for our English-speaking friends. Or his flavor. I like that. It's like a rap song, Adam Thielen's flavor. I bet you he'd like that. Hey, you know, that would be pretty – you know what? Here we go. 
I have just come up with some <laughs> off-season, off-season shtick. All right, we're going to forget it, so tell me and then write it down. Okay. We're going to come up with ice cream flavors for different players. <laughs> like an Adam Thielen could be, you know, whatever. Just dream up something. This isn't it. This isn't all the official flavor, obviously. But say, like, lime, sherbet, and blackberry or something like that. See, you know, and then we it, – oh, it's just going to be radio gold. Sounds exhausting forgotten it <laughs> she didn't write it down all right rick for the uh for the eagles there in the rain it looks like in philadelphia at least early on dordo green beckham out you wouldn't think that would be significant but he's been about their best pass for option currently jordan matthews to play versus the redskin jordan matthews comes up a bit not a ton but a few times in the mail but what do you make it jordan matthews especially with dgb out Oh, I like Jordan Matthews. I'm crazy about Wentz. Yeah. You know, however, they're at Philly. Washington defense, they're going to they're going to give up their points. They're going to give up their yards. And if you have Jordan Matthews on in your lineup or on your roster, you probably intended to play him and the guy you've been him in for isn't this talented? No, no, you're you're right about that. I mean, I I think I roll with a Jordan Matthews. All right, uh, Rick, Danny Amendola out Monday with an ankle. Bears very well for a Malcolm Mitchell. It doesn't mean nobody owns Danny Amendola, but just more options, more attempts for Mitchell. Yeah, but New England, man, banged up yeah. ten and two team. Yeah, and yet they just keep winning. That's right. The, that's the genius of the hoodie, I guess. Michael Thomas dealing with a foot, likely a game-time decision versus Tampa. The problem with that one, that's one of those 25 games. I, I'm recommending we avoid Michael Thomas today. You just don't know. Even if he does play, if he's nicked up, how much is he going to play? There's so many other options there. If he, I think it elevates you know, Cook's yeah, his value yeah. a lot Cook's today. is very interesting there. Maybe even a lot more Willie Sneed, I think. So I think right. even if Thomas plays, I think I avoid him this week. This one, uh, very intriguing, Rick. Muhammad Sanu out with that groin. Julio Jones, very, very questionable. Are we playing Julio Jones? Are you even messing with that? Uh, I saw a report this morning where one team official said they expect him to go. Julio expects to go. And I forget which four-letter network order it was, said another team official had told him they weren't sure he was going to be able to go. What What do you do with Julio Jones? You just have to see if he's going to play. If he's going to play, I mean, you almost have to start him, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I think you do, especially with Sanu out. With Sanu out, and there's just not that many options in Atlanta. <sighs> bigger question to me, I mean, not really a bigger question, is, but, I mean, that brings to mind what we just talked about with a Matt Ryan. You know, you talk about Aaron Rodgers' weather consideration. Yeah. You have a Matt Ryan, maybe without Julio Jones, <laughs> maybe without Muhammad. Well, definitely, definitely without, without Muhammad Sanu. Do you start him against a Rams defense? Yeah, this the, isn't for the that same, great, but for the same reason, we're still going to probably going to play Aaron Rodgers in a biblical blizzard. Yeah, you do, but it's going to hurt you. You know, I guess you just hope all these quarterback, good quarterbacks, are bad enough that the poor quarterback play doesn't hurt you. Yeah, right. I think that's something to consider. What situation is your opponent's quarterback in 
maybe before you make that decision, if we get questions like this, that may be the question we're asking you. Right. Who's your opposing quarterback? Who are you going up against? Uh, what else? A.J. Green going to be out with that hamstring. Alan Hearns out with the hamstring. Julius Thomas on IR with a back injury. And Jordan Reed expected to give it a go versus the Eagles. That's the last one I have. You trust Jordan Reed to finish the game? If you own Jordan Reed, you got to play him if he's playing, right? Right. I think it's simple as that. If he's going to give it a go, I think I'm going to give him a go as well. I have him in one of the few playoffs I actually made this year. Thank you very much, Allen Robinson. But in one of the very few playoffs I made this year, I've got Jordan Reed going, and I plugged him in this morning. I I was waiting out, waiting it out, waiting it out. I plugged him in this morning. If he's going to go, I'm going to give it a go. There's going to be weather in Philadelphia a game Washington's got to have. If he's healthy enough to play, they are going to run every – if he goes out at halftime, he might already have nine catches, quite frankly, was sort of my thought process with Jordan right. Reed. Exactly. Well, let's head to the phone lines. Looks like our boy Dean's on the on the line here, and we'll see if we can bring him up, let me, hopefully. Let me sprint over to the control room. I don't think you have to. I don't think. Dean, are you there? Yes, sir, boss. I'm here. How you doing today? We are marvelous as always. How about you? Doing good, man. Made the playoffs one by two points last week. Woo! Awesome. That's one more than you needed. Yeah. Are you got uh, a question? Are you guys drinking already this morning? Because you said dance who is br- who brought me here. I can't because they all got broken legs and busted hamstrings. <laughs> but the one guy that has been consistent is Rogers. <laughs> and yeah. dude, here's my here's my waiver wire: RG three, Dalton, no. Trevor Simeon, Carson Wentz, Flacco, Bortles. I can't play Bortles against Minnesota. I gotta play Rogers, guys. Yeah, yeah, you're stuck. Yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely stuck with the weather. And that was the dilemma we were talking about. I mean, it's it's hard to bench an Aaron Rodgers no matter what. I mean, because number one, your options are limited to what's on the waiver wire, and number two. He can still kill you. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about opposing defenses. He can still light you up, and I think you just have to go with him. But the one thing you can hope for is it looks like there could be a lull in that snow by kickoff. So as long as it's not pouring down, that wind isn't blowing 15 miles an hour, his numbers will be down. I, I don't think there's any question about that. But I think there's so many quarterbacks, as we sort of just hit on, so many quarterbacks either dealing with bad matchups, dealing with injuries, or dealing with weather. It may even itself out, and you can make up your points elsewhere in the running game, I hope. Yeah, I'm going up against Eli, and uh, the good thing is, dude, the way this format is, it's this week plus next week. So it's not over this week. It's a combination of two weeks. Oh, I like that. I like that. And maybe I can get A.J. Green back by then. But, you know, I've brought these guys here with you guys, duct tape, and the waiver wire, man. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, here's my – del- Okay. Go ahead. No, I say you're just one of the um, oddball examples of everybody on your roster being injured, so you really can't go with who brung you, that's for sure. Yeah, man, I was really sweating it last week with Tyrell Williams, man. He did absolutely nothing until he caught that bomb. That, that's why know. you have him, that's for sure. I that's mean, what that, he does. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, I don't like Devontae Adams this week, dude, but I got to start him. But here's my dilemma this week, dude. Lamar Miller, man, is so banged up, dude. He keeps walking into the locker room, then coming back. Dude, I know his best game this year he had was against the Colts a few weeks back. 
But dude, I can't I can't trust this guy, man. I maybe you could talk me off the ledge, but I I want to start Robert Kelly over him cuz the Eagles have been deplorable the last 4 weeks. What what do you think, man? I know it was his best game against the Colts, but man, he's banged up. And I swear to God, Alfred Blue, they look better than him, man. He just looks – he doesn't look good, man. Would you, I, know, I agree. I like Kelly, I man. He runs hard. What do you think? Yeah, I agree 100%. I actually have, even with the good matchup, I have Lamar Miller on the top of my sit list this week. For that reason, he, he's just not healthy. They, I don't know if he was overused at the beginning of the year. He's just not healthy. Nobody respects Brock Osweiler. Even the Colts, with their disgusting secondary, aren't going to respect Brock Osweiler. They're still going to single cover DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins may have a nice, a fair little game this week. We're going to get into a little later. But they're going to load up, and they're not going to let Osweiler beat him. I love Robert Kelly. It's not the best matchup. But, again, if we're talking about weather in Philadelphia, they're going to stick with the run. And Robert Kelly's one of those big, nasty guys. I mean, his name's Fat Rob, for God's sake. He's one of them big, nasty guys who's going to get better in the second half if they can stay within striking distance or, or even play from ahead in this game. I, I absolutely love Robert Kelly over Lamar Miller. I'm done with Lamar Miller for 2016. Yeah, and I think you made a good point. Dean as well, and this isn't really a knock on Alfred Blue, but there's a reason why he is a career backup. When he's looking better than Lamar Miller, that tells you Lamar Miller is not right. And and Rob Kelly's healthy, and, and like Rick says, I mean, yeah, this is a big NFC East. This could this could be a shootout or a slobber knocker. Either way, it favors Rob Kelly because when they get down in the red zone, they like to hand off to him. Uh, they haven't had a lot of success rushing the football in the in the red zone the last couple of weeks, but it's still dangerous and the potential is there. And I like Kelly a lot better. Yeah, thank you, man. Because I heard Gruden said they want to get him more involved. And you go to the four letter networks and all these talking heads. They have Miller top ten every week. He put up three points last week, three point eight. Yeah, I I can't stomach him. I can't stand watching Houston, man. It's just. I want to throw my TV out the window, man. I can't stand watching that team. Well, yeah, I think Kelly's, Kelly's going to be in there. And I'm also starting Gordon and Rawls. So, I forget Booker. It's going to be Gordon and Rawls and, and oh, yeah. Uh, Miller. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, and I think Houston has recognized their the error in their ways by signing Brock Osweiler, you know, so quick after he, you know, quitted himself okay in, in Denver. But, um, yeah – Houston is it's it their defense. That's why they're leading that division. But uh, I don't think they're going to end up winning that division. Yeah, they just they don't use them right, man. Like Miami used to get them out and throw passes to them, get them in space. They try to truck them up the middle like Marshawn Lynch every week. It's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. It's two two yards, two yards, two yards into the locker oh. and back. Two yards, two oh. yards, two yards. Okay, you know with me, man, tight end's been a different player every week. Cameron Brait, man, came through last week. I love his matchup against New Orleans. He's going to be playing in good weather. But here's the catch. I did pick up Ladarius Green, man, and he's pretty tempting. But oh, man. I kind of like, like Brait because, I mean, it's Brait and Mike Evans, man, and I expect Winston to be slinging it. What says you guys? All right, the first thing I says is next year, second and third rounds, I, I 
or it may be in the first round. We'll see if Gronk's truly healthy. I want you to draft Gronk, or I want you to draft uh, Greg, Greg Olson. So, so we don't have every year with you in the tight ends, Dean. It's killing me. But th- these are good problems. I'll tell you what, I stick with Brait. I absolutely love Ladarius Green. I- I've been crowing about it since he, he came back. It- it's a good matchup. That weather's really, really, really going to be gnarly. Buffalo, Ben Roethlisberger is not good on the road. Now, Green's going to get a lot of looks. It, all of that actually sets up for Green a decent game. But I'm not ready to trust him after one game. The Steelers on the road offensively are really bad. You factor in the weather. Can become the go-to guy outside of Mike Evans in that poor Tampa Bay? They're going to have to be trying to keep up with New Orleans. After that, just disaster Drew Brees put up last week even though he's not as good of a quarterback himself after playing horrifically last week, you know he's going to bounce back with 300 and two or three touchdowns. So Tampa's going to have to play keep up, and Cameron Brait's going to be that guy, or one of the guys after Mike Evans to help him keep up. So this one's pretty close. If this game was in Pittsburgh in decent weather, my answer might be different, but I'm going to go Cameron Brait, Rick. I think I agree, Dean. It, it's uh, I like the good weather. I like you look. I didn't. I wasn't really fond of Ladarius Green from the get go. And Pittsburgh picked him up, and you know I still thought that it was Jesse James's position, and and it still may be in the future. But right now, I mean, he is much more talented, and actually has Ben's trust. But I'm with Rick with with the snowstorm. They're playing a pretty good defense. Only one big game. I'd go with Green. All right, sweet. And I'm not going to even mention Zach Ertz, man. I do have him, but I, I, I can't, I can't play him, man. No, not with those two in front of him. So I think they're that order right now. Break Green and, and Ertz way back there. You might as well, if you want, if you want uh, Ertz, just pick up Fleener and throw him back in there. Oh no, he's been he's been on the waiver wire for a while, dude. <laughs> Where um, he belongs. Yeah. This okay. So I got to go get Miller out of there right now. Yeah, and I am going to start the Bengals against the Browns. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. A sloppy track and an RG3 back for the first time in 10 weeks. They they may score negative points if that's possible. So, anyways, it's over two weeks. I just got to stay close today. I dodged a bullet Thursday night because this dude had Spencer Ware. Man, at halftime, he had 15 yards rushing at halftime. But he did manage to pull out seven points, but... That's better than freaking 20-something. So, Spencer Ware oh, yeah. kind of had it done already. So, it's I still got to go up against McCoy today, but we'll see. All right, guys, thanks a lot, man. I'm glad I don't have to watch Houston. Watch him go <laughs> off, but whatever. <clears throat> and you guys have a good day, man. All right. All right, Dean. Best luck. of luck. Good luck. Hopefully good. talk to you next weekend. That's right. We'll close it out next week. All right, Rick. Well, let's get to the starts and sit portion of the show. If we're clear in the chat room, it, it, I'm sure the chat room is pretty quiet today. Once we get to the playoffs, the audience yeah. starts to pare down. Yeah, I unless, guess unless you have a squad like Dean that that has had more stretchers than than they've had. Uh, I liked how we we what, were on the list of duct tape and prayers or whatever it was that kept that team together. That's a list I like yeah, being on. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, Rick. Who are you starting this week? Okay, and that was Dean from Connecticut calling. And if you want to call in, oh, yes. 646-668-8488. I'm impressed you could see all that all across there. Oh, For I'm, a man of your advanced age, that's impressive. Uh, what, I'm 
32 <laughs> times what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, we we yes, talked sir. about him with Dean. Uh, Jameis Winston, I think you've got to start him. And as a matter of fact, there's one of our league mates and I have been talking about over the week. He's got Drew and Jameis Winston and killing him. That one wouldn't kill me. It's it's still Drew. Brees. Well, he's scared to death after that after that stinker from last week. I think I talked him down. Yeah, you know that actually James makes... Winston to me. Oh yeah, I think he is a must start. He's a, he's a winner either way. I just think the ceiling or not. I won't say the ceiling's any higher because that's not true. The floor I think's lower for for a Windsor. The floor's higher. However you want to look right. at it for a Breeze. But but yeah, I, I think Breeze bounces. But I agree 100%. Jameis Winston, like like we said to Dean, I do believe that he's Breeze is going to bounce back, and Tampa's going to have to play keep up. And Winston Evans, Brate, Doug Martin, Jaquiz Rogers is coming back this week. It looks like are going to have the ability to do that, right. to, be able to keep up this shootout we we've been hoping for. So I, I had that start as well, Rick. You know, the may, Dean might might like hearing this one. I got my top running back start this week. Now, especially considering the weather, because <clears throat> they're going to have to run the ball a ton. I love Thomas Rawls. What he did last week against Carolina, you know, he didn't do it over the course of the game, but he popped big runs. He made big plays. I don't know if Carolina's just given up, frankly, or but Thomas Rawls is healthy finally. He looks good, and he's probably going to carry the ball twenty-five or thirty times today, Rick. Oh yeah, and Green uh, Bay's a bad run defense. But and like you said, I mean, the weather's going to dictate a lot of this game plan. And uh, I think Rawls is going to be a big part of it, and I like, love him as a start, no doubt about it. Right. And, I mean, conversely, I'm going with a sit. If you got a better option, I think Russell Wilson is a sit. Look, this guy's been dinged up all year. He has not been performing all that well uh, fantasy-wise. And if you've got a better option, maybe an Eli um, – I'm just trying to think of who might be out there somewhere along the line. You know, maybe a Phil Rivers, you have him sitting on your bench. But I don't know. Russell Wilson just doesn't trip my trigger today. Yeah, I'd like to avoid Wilson. You know, we, we, we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers in this game, and, and it seems to be universally we're, we're stuck with him. We don't feel good about him, but we're stuck with him. And I'd rather be stuck with him than a Russell Wilson. You know, I, again, that list of names we threw out for Aaron Rodgers, I don't think there's any of them I would start over a Russell. Maybe an Andy Dalton. You know, looking at Dean's list, I might play an Andy Dalton right. over a Russell Wilson. They're dealing with weather there, but I don't think it's nearly as bad. I wouldn't feel good about it, but I think Russell Wilson's going to be that bad that he's down in Andy Dalton territory. I agree with that one. Well, let me go through my list here, Rick. I'm, I'm going to sit. I'll tell you what, here's one warm weather game. You're looking for good matchups. This is your boy. I'm sitting Calvin Benjamin against the Chargers. The Chargers are getting no credit for how good a brand of defense they're playing right now. Number one, they have trouble getting the ball to Kelvin Benjamin. Cam Newton's been so bad. He's putting Kelvin Benjamin in bad situations, and he doesn't look healthy to me, and he doesn't look like he wants to go over the middle. He has taken some ugly shots yeah. all season. And we talked about that in last week's show, which I don't believe you posted, and I've been hearing about it all week long. Oh, crap. No, I yeah. didn't. I never put it up, did I? No, of I, I fell asleep when I was editing it on Thursday, and I never got back. I forgot all about it. That will be up this afternoon. Well, this evening, because I'm going to watch the 1 o'clock red zone yeah, game before so, I, mean, I do but, yeah get it up at least you have at least you have, <laughs> have double you, the pleasure so. why, why didn't you call me i, I sent you like two or three texts which you promptly ignored uh, so i just assumed yeah okay no <laughs> business as usual that's hilarious i didn't post the show we do all that work and i don't even put it up exactly no public consumption my apologies 
to the listeners out there. I completely – it's edited and ready. Yeah. I just need to post But anyway, we talked about it on that show. I mean, yeah, Cam Newton <laughs> is having a bad that. year and not only statistically bad, of course, the team's playing bad, but he's making – he is putting these guys in bad situations. I mean, like you said, Calvin Benjamin has been taking a pounding. Greg Olson's basically out of – He's disappeared. Out of the offense. I mean, I don't know if – you know, I haven't watched enough of Carolina – or any you know replays to see why is 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 he blocking too much where they're not thrown to him? I mean, I I haven't even seen enough of them. There has been a re, a renewed commitment to them to run in the ball, <laughs> yeah, maybe to protect Cam Newton. I don't know why. It seems to me, you know, not having the statistics up, it seems to me they're trying harder to run that ball. Cam Newton's getting no time. And Frank, Greg Olson just doesn't seem to be being targeted for whatever reason. I can't give you an ex- explanation right. why. But I think with all the stuff going on and then the suspension, the one series suspension, which ended up being one play over the stupid tie, there's just a lot of unrest. And I think that happens. This is that Super Bowl hangover. You talk about it always happens to one team. And they weren't having the success right out. It's affected Cam Newton and all this other nonsense surrounding Cam Newton. Frankly, I think – I'm not saying Kelvin Benjamin, Greg Olson, but I think in general this team is just sort of – Yeah. Quits a strong word. That's a that's a huge insult to a professional athlete. But the team realizes who they are, what they are, and the, the, the want to just isn't there. And Kelvin Benjamin, just he doesn't get enough targets. They're getting take, getting involved. It seems to be two runs with whatever success you get and then chuck it deep to tag in and he catches one out of three and just Kelvin Benjamin just isn't involved enough. Or hang him out to dry and have him take a shot. Right. But, you know, we I don't know if we talked about it on the show. I know we talked about it before. You know, you, I take issue with a lot of these fantasy you know, or these sports Illuminatis, as you like to say, saying, you know, did, did Rivera go too far last week by benching – uh, you know, Cam Newton, because he didn't wear a tie for whatever reason, this, that, and the other. You know what? They got trucked 40 to 7. <laughs> the pick the pick six that Anderson threw, or I don't even know it was a pick six, but it was an interception that led to a touchdown. Led to a field goal. But... Field goal. That's I'm sorry. What, right off of Tolbert's hands? I mean, yeah, it wasn't on Derek Anderson. Let's, let's not, you know, say, okay, it, it was because Cam Newton didn't start. No, no. They got no. beat 40 to 7. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, Ron Rivera, if he's got to do something, you know, if Cam Newton, who is supposed to be the leader of this team, is losing interest. Right. Which he does. I mean, we've seen him walk to these press conferences and stuff. And Rivera's going to do say, look, dude, if, if you're not going to do it, you know, if I've got to use you an example, I will. That's fine. Yeah, I mean – but I, I hate when he feels that, well, Ron Rivera, you know, why – it was just a tie. It's a trivial issue. Well, it starts with that. Yeah. And then it starts with being late. Then it's something else. And, you know, like I said, to blame Derek Anders, that's ridiculous. It was 3 nothing, yeah. and they got outscored, what, 30 37 to 7 after, after that. Yeah, my thought – I thought about that a lot after it went down. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to get all fired up. It, it, but the more I thought about it, here's what it comes down to. Do I think it's a dumb rule? Absolutely. I mean, he was still wearing he, – he's a weird guy, right? And he dresses oddly, but he was still dressed up, I guess, to use a rednecky Western PA term. Still done up. Is it a dumb rule? Yeah, absolutely, I agree. But it's a team rule. And you 
it shows me that he's going to hold Cam Newton to the same level and the same standards of conduct. He's going to hold the 53rd guy in the roster. Right. Too. And he didn't suspend him for the game. He didn't come out and blast him in the media. Hell, NBC didn't even know it when right. it had happened. So I'm okay. It, it, it meant nothing. Those three points meant nothing. Maybe it changes momentum at the beginning of a game, but how much really? I mean, but so my, my take on it was dumb rule, but a rule and give him credit for enforcing it across the board. So yeah, how much can you get into it as I'm knocking things off yeah. here? I'm getting fired up. How about we got time here, Rick? How about another start? Okay. Now a start, start, start. You know, I haven't even done. Oh yes, I did do Russell Wilson. Dontrell Inman is a good start. I think. Yeah. Uh, Sam. And I mean, he's, he's got the trust of Phil Rivers. Look, you know, San Diego is kind of a mess anyway, but um, you know, they can still score points they're playing at carolina which we were just talking about who gives up yards in the air and i'm i think dontro Inman is a good start inman has established himself it seems as sort of the go-to guy now with the end of most games i don't think last week but it ended up being closed at the end of most games tyrell williams has more because he's put up he's made bigger plays but Inman seems to be the first option in that offense. So I, I like that. If you're the first option for Phil Rivers, I, I think there's a lot of circumstances where I can get you in my lineup. I'm going to stick with the start here, Rick. Uh, another wide receiver. I, I, I don't know why we didn't get to him yet. This is a guy I've been lukewarm on. I didn't want to overreact to that big performance two weeks ago. But you look at Julio Jones being very, very limited at best. He's going to be very limited. You look at Muhammad Sanu out. They're going to find a way to get the ball in the hands of Taylor Gabriel. Now, he can't line up on the outside and be a number one wide receiver. That's not who he is. But I also don't expect him to get the top coverage because of where they're going to be lining him up and the different things they can do. So you're without Muhammad Sanu. You've got a limited Julio Jones. I think your passing game is going to be with Freeman, maybe more likely with Coleman. And I think you find a way to get the ball in Taylor Gabriel's hands. And it could set up some, some pretty decent numbers for a guy like Gabriel. You know, maybe wide receiver two numbers when this thing's all said and done this week. Yeah, that's very possible. Look, Matt Ryan's going to throw the football. I mean, he he's of the ilk of, of a breeze, of a rivers, whatever. They're going to throw the football, right? And if somebody's down, somebody else is going to catch it. And um, yeah, I agree. I think he's going to be a good start. So um, whether or not that translates into, you know, big numbers, maybe not. It, it you know, with this ramp defense. However, he's going to see significant targets. I think, and right. I think that's just potential, right? There. And I think you find ways to get. You know, he's not going right. to be a huge down the field threat, but maybe he's running the ball. You're throwing. If he those. gets in space, you're not going to catch. Exactly. Him, so. I think that's what you have to do if you're missing your two top guys, or you know, one of your your second guy and half of your top guy you're missing. Just get the ball in this kid's hands somewhere in space, and I think you're going to see that. Yeah, and I'm going to go one more sit here while we have. Because I can guarantee you, and I haven't even seen the list, but after last week, I'm sure Joe Flacco is always on ding, 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 people's heads. <laughs> I, I'm not looking for that against a hoodie. No. And, buddy, don't risk your playoffs with Joe Flacco. No. And I, that's all I'm saying about him. I've never bought his air shows. Yeah, you'll you'll get a decent game now and again, but he is not the big passing threat like a breeze, any of these kind of guys, do not risk your playoff life with Joe Flacco. It, it sounds dumb, but it seems like he almost – they surprised Miami 
with, with coming out and winging the ball around the way they did last week. And so, yeah, to get 360, Flacco can pop up with one of those any given week, but I'm never going to trust it. And you're not going to surprise Bill Belichick. Their defense, you, you can move the ball around on them a little bit, but at the end of the day, he's not going to put up those kind of numbers in – you know, I'm having a tr- trouble finding, even in the weather games, I'm having trouble finding that guy to be willing to take the risk to slide a Joe Flacco in over. So I'll go one more sit here, and then we'll go ahead and pick some games, just all kinds of ahead of schedule. So quiet. My sit's going to be, I'm going to stick with that game. I'm going to stick with Monday night. You know, we, we talked about it last how hard it is to sit this guy with Gronk out. But I cannot mess with Martellus Bennett. He hasn't been as involved in the passing game, branded defense. But more than anything, I just don't think Martellus Bennett's healthy. And it is showing in his performance week in and week out. Without Gronk last week, with Gronk in and out of the games over the last several weeks, Martellus Bennett has done nothing. He's done, and I've got to think they've tried to game plan for Martellus Bennett. When you got guys named Malcolm Mitchell running around, there, running around out there with Julian Edelman being banged up, Martellus Bennett—he's just a guy I absolutely do not trust. And there are tight ends out there I, I trust way more than Martellus Bennett. We, we've got to stop with—we're looking back to that three-touchdown Cleveland game. We're looking back to we're trying to compare him to Aaron Hernandez pre-murder, and you just can't do it. Martellus Bennett, I, I don't think he's healthy, and he's not that guy this season. I agree. And quite frankly, if you're in the playoffs, I can't believe that Martellus Bennett has been your starting tight end all year long. No, no. <sighs> yeah, I mean. Maybe a Gronk owner. You know? Well, yeah, maybe a Gronk or something like that. But, I mean, even somebody mediocre. Jack Doyle, somebody like that, should be out in the waiver wire. I think is a better option. Hunter Henry, something like that. Ladarius oh, Green. Ladarius Green. Cameron right. Brait's still out there. Yeah. I, you know what? With all the – I'll tell you this. You know, I'll throw that out there. With all the wide receiver injuries, Atlanta, Hooper, I think the guy I would play over Martellus Bennett this week, as dumb as that may sound. I like Austin Hooper. Yeah. I mean, and look, Matt Ryan's going to throw the football. He's not going to get a ton of targets, I'm sure, but he could get some action and and maybe some first down catches here and there. Yeah, I I mean, it comes down to we know what Bennett can do. Bennett being Chicago was in the top four or five tight end, pass catching tight end. He's just not healthy. He's been on that injury report every week. You never trust that injury report coming out of New England the way the hoodie likes to play with, but it's clear he's not right. Something isn't right. I agree. All right, let's get. How about we pick some games? We can take our time with it. Boy, I'll tell you what, I'm 1-0. and oh. I picked a close upset with Kansas City for Oakland. I'll tell you what, that division is exciting this year, save for San Diego. Yeah, you just wonder, can Kansas City take – because they did this at the end of last season. Can they take this into the playoffs? You know, I guess they came real close to beating a New England team last yeah. year. They have, If I'm not mistaken, they had the ball driving with an opportunity to win at the end of the game last year. You just they're so limited offensively. Tyreek Hill adds a adds a new dimension. I don't know if it means anything, but it's one more good warm body that they're talking Jamal Charles will likely be back for the playoffs. I, I don't know to what end, but they're getting Charkanjic West involved, much to the chagrin of Spencer Ware owners, much to your excitement as a guy who was playing against Spencer Ware on Thursday night. But this Chiefs team's exciting. I, I'm are you worried about Carr? 
in as much as it's a pinky. I'm worried about that pinky, yeah. Obviously. I mean, we saw what happened with that pinky with Kurt Warner a few years ago. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's concerning. And they need to be careful with this guy because, look, they're going to be in the playoffs. I know they want a division title and they want home field advantage, yada, yada. But I'll tell you what, you don't want to throw away, I mean, a Cinderella season right now, you know, by by having something maybe become permanently wrong with that finger or just re-injuring it where it's really bad when you do get to the playoffs and he can't do anything. Yeah, because here's my concern. I think it's only one game, I guess you can't say definitively, but it seems to me as well as he played after it happened for two games in good weather, you know, the cold, did the cold affect it? Did the wind affect it? Is that what's going on? Now you're looking at your down in that division, you're likely looking at a wild card situation. Can he take that into Pittsburgh? Can he take it into Baltimore? Can he take it into these places? You're going to have to go on the road as a wild card team. Can you take it into Kansas city? You know, that could be the matchup. Can you, that's what you worry about. You know, I'm not worried about him in general. I think it was number one, just a bad game, but something was off. So it was just on terrible, terrible throws. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about a team and I'm talking about Kansas city right now. This is a ball hawking defense that kept alive. Look, they're the third rank offense in the league and the 26th rank defense in the league. You're not 10 and three unless you are doing something spectacular and not with these rankings. I mean, they are, they were plus 14 in playoff or in turnover ratio going into the Oakland game. Yeah. And I mean, they lead the league in that and it, they are phenomenal at, at hawking the football. It's the old coaches adage. They, they create turnovers and they don't turn it over. Right. And, because they, they don't they give up a ton of yardage. They give up some points. Their offense is what their offense is. We have ball control, boring offense. And all they do is win eleven games, twelve games every year doing that. So it, it still works. You know, the yeah. air show's fun to watch, but it still works that way. All right, Rick, so let's start in Buffalo, your Pittsburgh Steelers in the snow, in the wind, in the nasty weather, taking on the Buffalo Bill. Yeah, and I think it's going to be you know, a bit telling, but um, they'll, they'll still figure it out. There are going to be some turnovers in this game, and it'll probably give, you know, some short fields here and there. I think Pittsburgh, you know, they've got to play consistent football, and I think they do against Buffalo. I, th- I think this is probably a decent enough matchup. I'm going Pittsburgh 24-16. Yeah, this, this one was so tough. If If we weren't dealing with the weather, I'd have a double-digit win by the Steelers this week. I think Ben Roethlisberger can figure that defense out and get the ball over the top of it. Ben Roethlisberger is so bad on the road. Well, I don't want to say bad, but he's a lot worse on the road. This team's a lot worse on the road. They're not going to be able to the fling, get the ball downfield, although, quite frankly, they've struggled to get the ball downfield recently with all the injuries they have at wide receiver. So this comes down to the running backs, LaShawn McCoy versus Le'Veon Bell, and that's really close yeah. as well as – McCoy's been playing this year. You wonder with the cold, he's been nicked up all the time. Can he finish the game? Gillis Lee's a nice piece when they get down around the goal line, but I, I think we've seen when he's the guy, he can't put the numbers up. This one's so close. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be nasty. Tyrod Taylor scares me being able to run the ball is a Steeler fan. I'll tell you what, I'm feeling different about it this morning as I did last night. I got the Steelers 19-16. I don't like changing things. 
assessment. I'm starting to lean towards Buffalo, but I'm going to stay with it. It's going to be a field goal game. It's going to be just one of those types of old school, <laughs> nasty, ugly football games. I'm going to stick with my pick, and I'm going to go with the Steelers by a field goal. All right. All right, Ray. We've got San Diego at home taking on your Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and I tell you what, if this was the first or second week of the year, you know, it wouldn't be much of a thought about Carolina's a better team. Oh, they're not the better team. Uh, but San Diego is so weird. They're three and three at home, two and four in a row. They, they, you know, Phil Rivers and all his mystique of scoring points and everything. How does this, and, and the defense we talked about earlier, they kind of play a pretty decent brand of defense, yet they're five and seven, and they've scored 15 more points than they've given up. The thing is, it's a ton of, on both sides. They score a lot, and they give up a ton. Yeah. I'm going Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. Away, going across country just to make things interesting because San Diego always finds a way to lose. I'm going Carolina <laughs> 30, San Diego 28. I, I, I can't do it, Rick. I, I just think Carolina. The air is completely out of the blue. Again, I don't want to say they've given up. That, that's a heavy accusation to put on pro athletes. But they're, they're not feeling good. They're, they're not. And they know it's over. And San Diego, you know, for whatever reason, seems to be playing like they still have something to play with. Phil Rivers is such a gamer. I'm going to take them by a touchdown 30-23. to 23, But it, it, I think that it's a coin flip either way. I just think in the end, Carolina knows who they are and, and what's happened here. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's do the, you want to do the phone call or do you want to just bullet down through and then get to Jersey before the mail? Yeah, don't make Jersey wait. All right. Let's get him on. All right. We'll see if we can connect him up. I don't think you have to get up. We'll be all right. Jersey, you there. Gentlemen, how you guys doing today, man? I had to take the girlfriend out to breakfast with you. I got to call in, man. I just got to, got to give me a break. Yo, took down junior again, won the division. So, uh, you know, uh, finished, uh, nine and four. So, looking good there. Hey, quick question. In my standard league, you know, I tied with the guy because I did a stupid thing. Um, I got I got Rodgers going today. I got Hill. I got Johnson, the running back. I got Devontae Adams, and I also have that new guy, Malcolm Mitchell, because I'm sitting Smith, Brandon LaFay. I do have what's going on as my tight end, Winton. I'm sitting Fleener because I think Winton's going to bounce back against the Giants. Um, and I got, and I have uh, my kicker in, Gaskowski. Um, do you like that lineup in a standard league? Because basically, my running backs are fine. It's just, do I go with Devontae Adams, or you know, do I go with LaFell? I've got to go with Malcolm Mitchell for New England. He's been pretty hot. So, uh, what's what's your think on they have to have two receivers? Mitchell. Yeah, I think I think you have to go with Mitchell, obviously, and um, because it's just very limited weapons in New England, and Brady's been using him a lot. I think LaFell's intriguing with that Cleveland matchup, but I don't like the weather there. And right. um, and who's the other one again? Devontae Adams. Oh, Devontae so Adams is, is yeah. the same. You know, against Seattle. You know, I'll tell you what. I think I may lean. Boy, I tell you, this is a tough one, Rick, because you're both dealing with um, the matchups much better for LaFell against Cleveland, I think, than it is for Adams against Seattle. But – you know, you still have that Rogers Adams hookup, and you don't want to lose that. I don't think if you're right. correct right. with um, you know Rogers being able to move the football through the air. Yeah, yeah I, 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 last time I, when I didn't play him two weeks ago, I lost to the guy that won the division. We both ended up eight and five. I would have had a bye, 
So that's why I'm like, do I jinx myself again and try LaFell? Uh, since I got Rodgers or keep Adams in it. I have Adams in it now. I figured I'd pick your guys' brain see what you thought. Yeah, look, LaFell does have the better matchup, and probably even though they're both going to be bad, has a better the weather situation. But, and, and a huge but here, and it is – Devontae Adams is so much of a better player. And if the weather is bad, the, the passing game is going to be closer to the line of scrimmage for, for Green Bay. And we've seen Devontae Adams fill in that role as taking the screens, taking the short stuff over the middle, and putting up multiple catches. Eight, you know, We've seen double-digit catches a couple times out of Devontae Adams. LaFell, even with A.J. Green out, he's maybe been more involved, but not as involved as you'd think he would. LaFell just, frankly, isn't that guy. I'd stick got Adams in there I'd stick with them you know the circumstances are pretty much all the same all the way around when you look at it but Adams got the better quarterback and quite frankly he's just the better player all right then I'll keep that in junior in the comp league um he's got it's PPR he's got Landry in he's got uh, Gabriel in with Atlanta and he also has uh, Malcolm Mitchell in there um he, he has like Shepard that's available too but here's his problem he's got 21 points from Latavius Murray um, his other running back is David Johnson, but he has Miller in as a flex. Now, Miller's been kind of a bummer with his ankle with Houston. Does he keep him in as a flex Miller, or does he put in somebody like Shepard or Trayvon, or, uh, Trayvon Coleman or Travis Coleman, you know, the other running back from Atlanta? What do you think? Uh, try not to be too smart with him, you know. He you know, didn't want to overplay people. Yeah, I this is the week you don't want to get too cute, but I'll tell you what, Jersey, I have Lamar Miller at the top of my list, a running back sits. And the reason I have him there is just because on name brand and the good matchup against a bad Colts defense, he's not healthy. Nobody, even a bad Colts defense, nobody respects Brock Osweiler. Nobody's going to let Lamar Miller get on track. I'll tell you what, Jersey, I like Tevin Coleman this week. And I I like it for this reason. Julio Jones is going to be very limited, assuming he does does play. Muhammad Sanu being out. They're going to have to find other ways to move the ball through the air, and Tevin Coleman could be that guy. I think he's starting to gradually, very gradually work work the bulk of that workload away from from Freeman, quite frankly. I, I would start Tevin Coleman over Lamar Miller this week. Okay. And, and yeah, then, I'll, I'll go with Coleman jersey, but not Shepard. Right. Um, I would not, you know, I would, if, if uh, you know, if Junior's really, try to talk him down if he's really wanting to play Shepard, but uh, I think even Lamar okay. Miller's play. But, yeah, I mean, Coleman, look, Sanu's already out, and Julio Jones, if he plays, is probably not going to, certainly not going to be 100% and could be limited. They're going to need as many weapons as they can Atlanta. Uh, you know, some of these swing passes out in the flats with these running backs and so forth against that Rams defense. I think Coleman is probably the better play there. All right, I'll tell him that there. Yeah, because like I said, you know, we got Gabriel in there for him. He should do well. And like I said, Landry, you never know what he's going to do in a PPR. And he got Malcolm Mitchell. So I think he's setting Marvin Jones because Jones hasn't been doing anything. He's been hurt. No. And I think he's setting fell in there also. You know what I mean? So he's got the other three receivers in there. And then, yeah, because Miller's just been jinxing him a little bit. So I wanted to see what you guys thought about that because I was thinking Coleman, although Coleman hasn't done much in the last two weeks, again, you don't want to be cute in playoffs. And, you know, you try to play who gets you there. But, again, you, you, you kind of want to be smart. So I'll let him know because he's on day work all weekend. 
I told him I'd call him after I spoke to you guys. So, uh, you know, we always appreciate it. And I'll be talking to you guys next week because I'll be in the semis because i got to buy this week. So I'll either play junior or somebody else in the semis. So one of us will go to the finals. So, again, thank you for taking my call again, guys. Best of luck to you this weekend. And uh, have a nice weekend. Appreciate it very much. All right, same to you, Jersey. Great to hear from you, Jersey. Best good. of luck to Junior, and uh, we'll be talking to you next week, buddy. Yeah. Hey, good luck to Junior, because I want to have that Jersey Junior matchup next week. That's right. Selfishly, because uh, yeah, that's a winner either way, uh, right? We get one of you to the finals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After we figure one of us kind of – I had the toughest division anyhow, so uh, all three, myself and the other two, made it – actually four did, and only two from the other division. So I had a strong division. So I appreciate it, guys. Have a safe one and enjoy your weekend. Thanks again. All right, Sandy All right. and Jersey. Good to talk yep. to you. All yep. right, Rick. I believe we are at Cleveland hosting Cincinnati. I'll tell you what. You know, I am not brave enough to pick Cleveland to win the football game. But I'll tell you what. If there's a game to win, I, was thinking the same I mean, thing. Cincinnati's 1-5 and five on the road. They, they are just horrible this year. If they didn't have that dominant performance last week, I think Adam may have pulled – a Cleveland upset, but I, I'm going to have to go Cincinnati. I'm going Cincinnati 24, Cleveland 13. Yeah. I, I just don't really like the RG3 move. I hope I'm wrong because yeah. I don't want to see an 0-16 team. No, and I think it's funny. We think the exact same way. Same thing. I just don't have the stones to do it. Right. And picking against Cleveland is going to make you a lot more money than picking with them. But if there's a game, because the weather's a great equalizer. In somebody on the start start list, Rick, we didn't get to. I think Jeremy Hill's the difference this week. I think with the bad weather, they can grind the ball out with a Jeremy Hill. So in the end, I got Cincinnati winning this thing 24-20. I, th- I think it's going to be really ugly, and I wouldn't be surprised. And I'll be rooting for Cleveland to win, but yeah, I, I just I'm, I can't pick it. I just don't have the guts. I'm not um, man enough. I guess. Right. <laughs> All right, Detroit hosting Chicago. This is an intriguing game here. Chicago plays a pretty good brand of defense. We talked about that last week in the show, which isn't posted. But uh, <laughs> it will be. Yeah. But I think they're, I, you know, without looking specifically, I think they're seventh overall in the league defensively, yeah. Chicago is. They're playing at Detroit, which is why I give still Detroit the nod. I think Stafford is much, much better than Matt Barkley. They have too many weapons. I like Detroit 26, Chicago 20. I had Detroit at 26 as well. I wow. got I got them 26-16. Look, the bottom line is she, Matt Barkley. I mean, come on. He's actually played pretty well. No, Yes, he has. No weapons on the outside. Cameron Meredith, an emerging player in this league, but he, he's not quite there yet. What it comes down to for me on this one, these division games are always coin flips. But when you look at it, there is a chance Detroit can really – I think they look at this almost as a playoff game. You go out and get the job done against a bad team at home – You've got the Packers in Lambeau in a freaking blizzard taking on that Seattle defense. You know, this may be the last game you're confident Green Bay could lose. You've got to have this one. If you have this one, you put a stranglehold on that division and end these years and years and years of futility. Factor that in against a bad team. I think you can get up and win this game. So I, I've got them 26-16. All right. Colts at home taking on your boy Brock Osweiler in the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, there's three six and six teams in this division. Indianapolis, they're at home. They're a better offense. Granted, they're not as good a defense, but I don't think that Houston defense, I think it's starting to wear down a little bit. 
Osweiler scares no one. I like Indianapolis 32, Houston 23. Yeah, I got 23-21. These games, they tend to play down to each other. They tend to be a little bit ugly, as good as they are. But Indianapolis wins this game. Houston historically doesn't play well in Indy as it is, and Brock Osweiler, need I say more. All right, Rick, we talked a lot about this game already. Jacksonville hosting Minnesota. This is my upset special of the week Ooh. here. I, I like Jacksonville at home. Minnesota's offense is just not very good. I understand the defense with Minnesota. But, you know, Jacksonville's defense has been pretty good. They clamp down on, on, on the wide receivers, and the run game in Minnesota just isn't there. I'm going Jacksonville 27-21 in an upset. You know what? It's one I considered. But here's what it comes down to. Minnesota doesn't need an offense in this game. Brock Osweiler, or Brock Osweiler, I, I got Blake him on the mind. Blake Bortles, he's going to be hung over. He's hammered, whatever <laughs> it's going to be. You know, they may score 14 on defense, Minnesota, that is, before that game gets to halftime. And I don't know that Jacksonville has the ability to overcome that 14. So I've got Minnesota 20-14. to 14. Miami, a team I'm rooting against as a Steeler fan, Rick, at home taking on the Cardinals. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Miami – I tell you, that whitewashing they took last week was after that run they were on. Gives me pause. Arizona, still number one defense or number two defense in the league. I think Arizona, as bad as they are, coming across country. I think they're going to pull one out in the heat. I'm going Arizona 27, Miami 14. See, that's the difference for me. Everything tells me everything about Arizona is better. Even when you when you look at your boy uh, – Ajayi versus David Johnson. All the advantages when you look at the matchups are with Arizona, except for one fact. I mean, they came from Buffalo, just whitewater. They come across the country, and they don't just lose, Rick. They get the hell stomped out of them. So for that reason, with Miami being bad, I think Miami's fraudulent. They, they're not who they were in that six-game winning streak. They're not quite as bad as what we saw last week, but I think that was things reverting to the mean as they tend to do in this league. Right. But I think Miami wins this game 24-23. I think Miami gets up. Arizona makes one of those furious comebacks they tend to do on the East Coast, but they tend to fall short. So I'm going to go. We're going to separate ourselves this week as we've matched each other four or five weeks in a row. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't seem to agree on anything. All right, Philadelphia at home taking on my NFC team for the year. For whatever reason, I've developed a soft spot for this Washington Redskins team. Yeah, I mean, everything tells me to take Washington, you know, but Philadelphia is at home. I think it could be, and plus it's a NFC East game. I am going Washington, but not with a whole lot of confidence. I'm going Washington 34, Philadelphia 28. Yeah, this, this is tough. As good as Philadelphia was at home early on in the year, you know, they, they lost their last home game. The defense has looked really vulnerable. So when you break all this thing down to the sum of its parts, it came down to Kurt, Kirk Cousins. I, I don't want to say Kurt. I don't know why I always want to do that. Kirk Cousins versus Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz, after that great start in his rookie year, you know, speaking of reverting back to the mean, he's sort of – he's still been a good, and I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league, but he's not what he was. I think uh, Washington finds a way. Kirk Cousins is throwing the ball around so well. Jordan Reed going to play. I got them 29-23. It's going to be a one possession down to the end, but I, I'd like Cousins to get the job done in Philadelphia. All right, th this game's very, very interesting to me, not only in the AFC playoff picture, but just in the emergence of what the Tennessee Titans are doing as they are at home taking on the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and here's another 6-6 six and six team in that uh, AFC South. And, of course, Denver, they're right in the mix of that division at 
and four. I tell you, it's almost a must win for Denver, you know, especially for the division title, obviously. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but um, I don't know. I like Denver. Their their defense, I think, is is what's going to make the difference. I think it's going to be a close game. I think more points are going to be scored than maybe what you might think. I'm going Denver 27, Tennessee 24. I don't know if this is an upset special, Rick. I don't know if it qualifies that, but I got Tennessee 27-24. Here's the here's wow, the deal. Same score. Yeah, Simeon. We, we know what what can we say about the Broncos' defense? There's nothing to say about it. If somebody can beat that team at home, they've had two weeks to prep for this game. Number one, a guy like Mariota, they could completely take him away, and this game could be a blowout for Denver. Or this would be the guy kind of guy that could beat Denver. You're not going to beat Denver defensively with a conventional offense, and they are far from a conventional offense. If Marcus Mariota can make space for himself, can make big chunk plays, which Mariota can do, that that's where you can win. And Denver's going to struggle scoring points against anybody. Like you got Simeon back. But, but he's banged up, and he's been a nice piece. You know, he had that great game two weeks ago. But he, he's Trevor Simeon. They can't run the ball. The offensive line's been exposed. They've got a lot of trouble on offense. I think this team could start taking a click backwards, maybe even back away from the playoffs, quite frankly. It's one loss, and they're down in that mix with Miami, with Pittsburgh, with all those teams fighting for that last wild card spot. They could find themselves down in that mix. So I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins this division. I think they're the best team in this division with their ability to run the ball and Mariota's ability to make plays. So I'm going to take Tennessee here by a field goal. I think this is a game that turns their season around and makes them a, a legitimate playoff contender. I, I know you've got your DVR set. I know you're shutting. I already know what game. I know you're about. shutting the store down early to get home and see every play of the San Francisco 49ers hosting the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean. This is just a debacle of two teams <laughs> trying to do something. Let's let's just step back and look right now. New York Jets right now are on a four-game losing streak. They have given up over 100 points more than they have scored. <laughs> That's a lot. With Brandon Marshall, you know, with, with uh, you know, decent, Matt Forte yeah. and, and so forth. San Francisco, they're on an 11-game losing streak. They've given up 140 more points than they scored. However, I'm going to I'm going to stand by my pick. San Francisco, 28, New York, 27. Yeah, look, when we talk about the Jets, I've, I was trying to be careful with Carolina saying that's a big accusation to say that the Carolina Panthers had quit, and I hesitate to say it. I don't hesitate to say it with the New York Jets. The New York Jets have quit. They are done. So I got San Francisco 28-70. Boy, it's 10 after. We need to get rolling here a little bit, Rick. Uh, Green Bay in the snow at home facing Seattle. Uh, yeah, I'm going Green Bay in a very tight game, 20-19. to Yeah, I've got, I'm going to take Seattle 31-27. I think the, it comes down to the rush defenses. So we'll, we'll, we'll go there. <laughs> oh, my. I'm, this is this is stuff you can't see. I'm having a little bit of fun with here. The Rams, Rick, at home taking on your Falcons. I'm going with a Ram upset. Jeff Ooh. Fisher just got his extension, and, boy, they're going to be playing hard for him. 21-16, Los Angeles. <laughs> Nobody plays hard for Jeff Fisher. I got Atlanta 27-6, <laughs> to six, and, quite frankly, I don't know how the Rams are going to get to six. <laughs> Tampa Bay at home taking on the Aints. 
I'm going Tampa, or uh, excuse me, I'm going New Orleans 28, Tampa 24. Tampa Bay has a chance to not only make the playoffs, win this division, and I think that's that, why I'm taking New Orleans. Well, there's, there's, there's something to be said for that. I'll agree with that. I'm going to take Tampa at home. If this game was in New Orleans, I'd take them. I'm going to take Tampa at home. I think it's going to be a fun one. I've got 33-30 Tampa Bay. All right, Sunday night football, the New York football giants at home taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And because they are at home, I think Dak Prescott is going to realize that sometimes when it gets close to playoff time, it's a different animal. I'm going New York 28, Dallas 24. You know what? I tend to agree, however. I've said this about Dak Dak Prescott about four times in the last eight games. Now's the time they're going to realize. Now's the time. No, they just don't realize. They just find a way, keep finding ways to win games. So I'm going to take Dallas here 30-27. Look, I don't think the Cowboys go 15-1. and They probably lose two down the stretch. This is probably one of them. But if you just stick with Dallas, you're playing the odds here. I tell you what, when you have the best offensive line of football, you can win football games. Absolutely. And I agree. I mean, it, this isn't something that I'm, boy, yeah, the Giants are going to whitewash down. No, I mean, I just think you have to pick certain teams for them to lose to. I think yeah. Giants could beat them. Yeah. They're coming off a loss against Pittsburgh. They probably should. Yeah. But I just uh, I'm going to play it safe and go down. I'm playing it safe today, Rick. And Monday night football, a lot of folks, a lot of folks nationally picking Baltimore to beat New England in New England. I got New England 27, yeah. Baltimore 20. I got 27-24. I agree. I think it's a close game. I think it's a good game. New England very banged up, but they find a way to win these games, especially especially when everyone's out there saying they're going to lose. The hoodie's not going to care for that one and not going to let it happen. All right, we'll try to get through this mailbag as quickly as possible as Rick shakes his head ruefully over there. I can't wait to get off the air quite frankly. So, Rick, in the mailbag, in a PPR, we need two out of Des Bryant, Demarius Thomas, Devontae Adams, Jarvis Landry. Wow, wow, and wait a minute. I, got, I didn't have my pen here. You were too busy. We got Dez. Shaking your head. Rupert. Demarius Thomas. Yes, sir. You have Dez? Yes. Is that right? Okay, yes. Dez, Demarius Thomas. Go ahead. Devontae. Okay. Jarvis. And Malcolm Mitchell. And we only get two. Well, Demarius Thomas for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I'm gonna you play. have to go Dez. Yeah, if I'm in the playoffs, I have to, I have yeah, to. I have to go Dez. I'm real tempted to take Malcolm Mitchell there, really tempted. Is this standard? It's PPR. Let's see, that, that makes me really want to go after Jarvis Landry. Well, that's true, or, too. You know, I mean, 11 he, catches last week. Does and he I, draw Peterson, though? Huh? Parker's nicked up. I don't know. You probably yeah. don't cover him with Peterson in the slot. I don't know that. Right. But I've still got to go dead. Yeah. That's a logical choice. Yeah. All right, Rick, quarterback question. Cam Newton, your boy Colin Kaepernick. Mm. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's a good give answer. Give me Cam. Yeah. Give me Cam. I, I, I'll take Cam. We learned last week you don't trust Colin Kaepernick when you got to have yeah, one. Exactly. It's just simple as that. Yeah, granted, he was in a snowstorm. He yeah. was in Buffalo. He's at home to and they're playing the Jets, I understand. Oh, I, and it's tough because Cam certainly isn't anything guaranteed. He's been getting, No, no, he's terrible. He's but, anywhere between 15 and 20 point fantasy yeah. points. Problem is, Cap anywhere between 42. Right, so exactly. I'll just give I'll, me that 18. I'll take Cam. Give me that 18, and I'll, I'll be fine. All right, pick two in a PPR. Devontae Adams, Brandon Here we go. we got to make this decision. Julio. 
or Malcolm Mitchell. So give me Cooks with Thomas being nicked up. Yeah, yeah give me Cooks. Do we play Mitchell over Julio? I don't think Atlanta's I can do a twenty-five it. game. I well, well, Mitchell's Monday Mitchell's night. Mitchell's Monday night. Yeah, I mean, I I tell you what, I'm going to. You know what? I think I'm still going Malcolm Mitchell. Are you? I think in PPR it's New England. He has he doesn't have many people left. To that's true. That's um, true. I kind of like Malcolm Mitchell and Cooks. Devontae Adams scares me. I'm messing with Adams. And Julio Jones with that toe really scares me. Yeah. If he's still this questionable at 11:15 on Sunday morning, I'm going to agree with you. You know, if there were some reports Friday that it seemed like a lock he was going to play, and then we found out those reports came from him, and you've got conflicting reports. That tells me I still think he's going to play, but he's going to be really, really limited. And I think they, they L.A. could take him away if they wanted to. It probably has to be their goal. So, yeah, I'm going to play it safe. I, I'm going to agree with you. I can't believe I'm saying, but I'm going to go with Malcolm Mitchell. All right, Rick, RB2 in a standard league, Devontae Booker, Jonathan Stewart, Tevin Coleman. How many we need? Just one. Even in a standard, I'm going Coleman here. Yeah, I think I'm going Coleman, then Stewart. I don't want no parts of Booker mm-hmm. right now. No, no, I agree. All right, Rick, uh, where are we at? Uh, PPR, Willie Sneed, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, wow. I'll start this. And you know what? Jackson's a guy we didn't talk about earlier on, which I had intended to. He comes up big in these Philadelphia games. He's still angry, and he's one of those guys. He will make a play in this game, I guarantee you. He will make a big play. He might not make a lot of plays, but he will make a big play. Willie Sneed's a question mark. He sort of disappeared. He just came out on fire at the beginning of the year, got nicked up, and never really worked himself back in. He could have more opportunities without Thomas, but Deshaun Jackson in Philadelphia, I like that. I like that a lot. I do, too. I was going with Deshaun Jackson as well. I like that. All right, we got a start three and a flex. So we get four of these, Rick. So get oh, your little pen ready. Piece of chalk. All right. All right, go ahead. Moncrief. Moncrief. Cooks. Cooks. Michael Thomas. He's out. Yep. Devontae Adams. Fitzgerald. And Gurley. Okay, now what are we what are we looking for now? Three and a flex. Three and it oh, so we actually need four of these guys. Yeah, yeah. And this PPR. So we can take Thomas out. Okay, we just got to drop one Fitzgerald's more. Fitzgerald's number one. Um, Moncrief is the second one. Cooks. I'm going to use Cooks. And now it's down between Devontae Adams and Todd Gurley. I think I'm going Todd Gurley. Yeah, I'm going to take Gurley here with the snow. That's that's a matchup. Yeah. That's somewhere where I can avoid I can avoid the snow and Devontae Adams. So we are in agreement on that one. PPR, Rick, Sammy Watkins, Doug Baldwin, both dealing with horrific snowstorms. Hey, I got to go Baldwin. Yeah, I'm I, just I, he's healthier, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, Sammy Watkins, I, I want to see something from Sammy Watkins before I start throwing him in. I mean, look, Baldwin's still two, four, six, eight, Who do 10, we appreciate? 12. He is, he is the 12th leading scorer in fantasy in PPR. Wide receiver-wise. Yeah. You got to go Doug Baldwin. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle, but it's going to be a struggle for both. So, Baldwin, just a better player. Sit one of these in a PR, Rick. Taylor Gabriel, Brandon LaFell, Cole Beasley, Julian Edelman. How did you get to the playoffs with that group? Who am I sitting? 
That's have to a, sit one. Yeah, sit okay. one of them. I think Edelman. Nah, with all those injuries. He's one of them. He kind of banged up. Well, that's true. He's off the finally off the injury report this week. This well, is LaFell for me. I'm sitting LaFell. You you can do what you like. I'm sitting LaFell. Well, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm gonna go with you. I'm not going to throw anything. I just like the Cleveland matchup. You're right. The LaFell so is just not that Edelman. guy. Edelman, yeah. Edelman's been a huge disappointment, but the ceiling's so much But he still has 72 catches. Exactly. So there you have it. And it is All a right. PPO. All right. All right. Thanks Rick. for talking me down. Well, yeah, it's, it's what I do. I bring, <laughs> I bring sanity back to this show. All right. Rick QB Conundrum. I'm not sure that it is. Mariota versus Denver or... Are you wacko for Flacco, Rick? Oh, Mariota every day plus Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle, I think, but I think he makes plays. I, mean, I, I predicted Tennessee to win this game, so we knew where I was going to go on that one. All right, so let's start with the Lamar Miller question, Rick. Standard Lamar Miller, Theo Riddick. I think a Riddick, I think especially so. in a PPR situation. I mean, standard. Well, it is, is standard. It, oh, it is standard. I'm sorry. I, didn't I think it. even still, I'm, Lamar Miller's a guy I'm not – Yeah, he's going to run for a bucket today isn't he i got him as my top recommended to everybody who's called in you know what texted in but i'm going ready oh i'm I, in, in standard i think i'm going lamar miller i mean i just think they're going to score a few points and you know indie defense isn't scaring anybody really so i've still got to go with lamar miller if he if he's playing i think i'm going to keep him in there yeah, against the Riddick and standard. If it was PPR, it would be different. Yeah, I just I, I can't do it. I'm going to go Riddick. It, it, it was it's really close. All right, it so really we help is. no one there. Exactly. Sorry. All right, standard again. Jordan Matthews, Golden Tate. Tate. Tate's been the first option. I don't care PPR. The yardage hasn't been huge. He has been a lot catch dependent, but yeah, I don't even. Actually, it's not close. I'm not going to start trying to talk myself into it. All right, we get two of these, Rick. Um, supposed to snow in Green Bay. I know that, but thank you anyhow. Thanks for the weather report. So pick two. They don't give me PPR standard, but looking at this list, I don't think it matters. Pick two. Doug Baldwin, Terrell Pryor, Terrell Pryor Tyrell Williams, Dante Moncrief. Ooh. Based on weather, I'm going to go Williams and Moncrief. And I don't know what is Pryor's relationship with a Robert Griffin. Well, that's true. I'm too. a little reticent. I think I'm going to agree Terrell with Pryor you there because week. of that. Normally, Pryor is a must. He'd been my number one. Well, no, yeah. Doug Baldwin would normally be number one if the well, weather was a, true. The answer to this question, if everything else being equal three weeks ago, would have been Doug Baldwin and Terrell Pryor. Today, it's Tyrone and Dante Moncrief. I think so. Awesome. All right, standard Fat Rob, Ryan Matthews. I got to go Kelly. Yeah. I'm, I I'm, like this matchup. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, this guy who, unlike me, still made the playoffs, but in the kind of hell I was in all year, does he start in a PPR, Allen Robinson or Kenny Britt? Wow. Yeah, Britt's been playing well. And it's a good match. It's a bad Atlanta defense. I might go Kenny Britt here. I think I will, too, against Atlanta as opposed to against, what, Minnesota? Allen Robinson drawing top coverage in Minnesota. And Allen Hearns out, mm-hmm. you know, which brings in only uh, – Marquise Lee. Yeah, Marquise Lee, yeah. I, I agree. All right, Kenny Britt it is. All right, tight end question. Ladarius Green or Dennis Pitta? Mm. You know, I'm not falling – 
for what Dennis Pitta did last week. Oh, me either. He had that same game about eight weeks ago, and we all rushed to the waiver wire, picked him up, and started him to the two of about seven points a week for the last ten weeks. Then he does it again. Now I think it's time for him to take another ten-week break. I'm going Ladarius Green. Here. I think I will, too. The potential is just way too much. Yeah, they're going to force-feed that ball to him. They're going to yeah. force-feed it to him. All right, Rick, we need two of these. Too long, too long. All right, this is a PPR. So we need two of Ty Montgomery, Ryan Matthews. Oh, Ty Montgomery, okay. Ryan Matthews. Jarek McKinnon. Eesh. How the hell did this guy make the playoffs? I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins. We need two of those. Right. Got to go Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins. And Matthews, yeah. yeah. Montgomery doesn't blow my skirt up at all. No, he's disappeared. And McKinnon. I, you know, it, Asiata over McKinnon for me. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting too far down there. All right. Standard league in a flex. LeGarrette Blunt, Malcolm Mitchell. That's an interesting question. I'm going Blunt. You think? Yeah. You think it's that Baltimore rush defense? I don't care. He'll run him over. I, I like Blunt. This kid is, a, he's a tank. And he, all he does is score touchdowns. Yeah. You know what? In a PPR, I'd go Mitchell here, but this is standard, so I'm going to agree with you. The touchdown becomes much more important. Because I think Malcolm Mitchell has six or seven catches. So if this were a PPR, you'd need an extra touchdown out of Blunt. But I'm going to agree with you. It's pretty close for me, but I will go. I'll now go Garrett Blunt. So here we go again with Blunt. I think that, well, maybe it's not easy. I think it is. Blunt versus Baltimore, Crowell versus Cincinnati. Blunt and Crowell. Uh, I got to go blunt. I mean, he's got 13 rushing touchdowns. He's got almost a thousand yards rushing. Uh, that line for Cleveland's terrible. And, you know, Crowell started off well, but he's just nothing. I mean, you know, in, in PPR, he, he, he does catch a few balls, but I like blunt's potential much better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you have to, you, you just had, you can't trust Crowell. I think Crowell could set up for the better game especially in a game where they're going to be trying to grind it out and run the ball. But he just, he has this uh, amazing ability to just completely disappear. All right. Who and, 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 and was it RG three that helped Crowell? I mean, you remember the first part of the year. That's true. That's Crowell when, went crazy. That's when Crowell was good was yeah. under RG three, which is well for a half <laughs> or whatever. Well, that's true too. So I guess you really can't say on, on RG three. Yeah, you're right there. Cause it was, yeah, he was in the first game he got injured, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you got to go blunt. All right, Rick, pick three, PPR. Doug Martin, Fat Rob, Tay. Ajayi. Wow. Ajayi, Kelly, Forte, and who's the other one? Doug Martin. Oh, Doug Martin. And how many we need? We get three, so you just got to sit one. <sighs> Whew. I'm going to set. I'm sitting Forte. That's San Francisco defense. I'm not. He's on a team that gave up. I'm going to sit Forte. Doug Martin versus New Orleans. Yeah, certainly starting Doug Martin. I'm I'm starting Rob Kelly. Uh, yeah, boy, it's hard to set Ajayi when they're in the playoff hunt. Boy, I tell you what, that is so close to me. I, Arizona defense, though, I do not like, you know, your boy Ajayi. I got to set him. Ajayi. 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 We can. Boy. 
When? That's what I'm telling you, mister. That is what I'm telling you. So I don't know. It, it's very close to me. You you could convince me not to, not to bench IJE, but Forte's got more yards. He's got more fantasy points scored. I got to go Forte. Hey, you can do that. Enjoy going home playing golf for the offseason. All right. All right. Forte, IJE, I wrote it down. Yeah, Mark We're talking Adler. about it this week, mister. Maybe I'll even post it. Yeah, all, right. It. all right. We're out of time here let's let's try to pick one good one here all right i think this one's tough uh we get two of these rick oh wait a minute we got a standard question oh. alan robinson or rashad jennings hmm. standard alan robinson rashad jennings shane vereen back dallas much better against the run than against the pass eli's gonna th- Going Allen Robinson. I don't like it, but I'm going to go Allen Robinson. I don't like it either, but uh, it's like 51-49, but I'm going Robinson too. Yeah. yeah. All right, so here we go. Uh, we get two of these, Rick. We'll end on this one. PPR, Frank Gore, Howard, Larry Fitzgerald, LeGarrette Blunt. We know how this guy made the playoffs. How many are we taking? Dose. Fitzgerald and – I'm going Howard. Yeah, Howard's been that offense, right? He's been the he's been the whole deal and looked really good. Favorable and being inside in Detroit, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there. It's hard to sit blunt, but I, I think you have to. It's hard situation. to sit any of those guys, quite well, frankly. Yeah. I'd like to know who else he's got in there. Yeah, well, that's why he's but, in the playoffs. That's and right. I'm you're you're sitting here sand. not posting shows. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's good. So, all right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck this week. This was the penultimate inside slant, as Rick won't work on Christmas, apparently. No. So, this is the penultimate slant. So, join us next week as we'll get you into your championship game. (laughs) Blog Eastern, (laughs) Blog Talk Radio, AsylumFantasySports.com. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern, Arena Sports Network, Arena Sports Network. Apparently, the place you to it because I refuse to post it on our website. So until Thursday, next Sunday, stay safe, stay out of the snow. We'll see you. Take care.